Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another installment of the Coach Steve Show podcast, the fastest growing sports podcast there is. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that is factual. You can look it up. It's quite factual. <laughs> it's not fake news. No. AMC is still going to the moon. Then we will have made it. Still going to the moon. I'm back with Coach West. We don't have 
Brad Miller, he is saving lives, I guess, in New Orleans. He's providing nourishment for the hurricane people. Yes, he's giving them lots of applesauce made by feet. He's squishing yeah. it with his feet as we speak. While serving people applesauce out of the kitty. It's a kitty pool with a bunch right. of apples in it, and he's just stepping on them. And then whatever he can, it's just like little like teaspoons. He's got to dig in there and then. It's good stuff. And he's giving them hams. I think he's giving them applesauce and a can of hams. And he's like, just, just go on about your business. Spam as well. Spam. And spam. I don't think people bought spam during the pandemic. I think that was one of the things still on the shelf. Canned meat. You can't beat it. I don't know. Is it like the old McDonald's chicken nuggets? <laughs> Without you the bread, so it was literally like just the meat. Yeah. Hey, you know, I had an intro coming in, and now we're off the rails. It's fine. Spam is pink slime. If Spam wants to sponsor this, they can go right ahead. Yes, we will eat a can of Spam. Or at least I will. I'll eat it right here. I'll literally <laughs> to where they can see it. I feel like if you ate Spam as a kid, you probably have natural immunities to COVID. I think that's what it is. I, I think so. I think he drank water out of the hose, ate spam, and you're from where we're from and went to the bullet. I think you're good. I think you're all good. Covered. Covered. <laughs> I don't think there's a disease we can get or die from. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, anybody listening, go subscribe. Damn it. We got to get those numbers up. Rookie numbers. Where's Bryce at? Bryce, you got to get on that. Or Jacob. Yes, those are our two listeners. Brad needs to have a listener. because, like, Or maybe Jacob's Brad's listener and you need to get a listener. Bryce is my listener. Bryce is yours. Jacob can be Brad's. I just suck. Don't have <laughs> Damn it, Steve. <laughs> but yes, um, subscribe. The podcast was on the Unhinged Sports Network. They have now combined with the Belly Up Podcast Network. It's a place where there's podcasts all over fantasy football. They even have NASCAR podcast on there, I think. There he is. You're my listener today, Jacob. Yes. Um, so check out Belly Up and all that stuff. That's where this podcast is now. It's over there. It's still going to be on Spotify and Apple and all that, but it's now over there on the I website. Because I was working on my dad bod, and that's what it looks like when I get in the pool. Just Belly Up. Looks like a Loch Ness monster out there. That's the reason why I joined. I was like, you, your name represents my life. So I will <laughs> join. No, it would have been if it was... Bang Monster Red Bull Podcast Network. I haven't had a bang energy drink in like two months. Good. Because I'm cutting. So you know Jocko Willick that wrote Extreme Ownership, the book? I don't know that, but I'm going to have to, I'm writing that down. Oh, this book, I'm telling you right now, hold on. This one? Yeah. Read it. I'm telling you. Okay. If you um, got an audio book, I'll download it right now. Yeah, um, it's a good one. I just got done listening to Chopwood Carry Water. 
and we are now reading the energy bus in my English class. So I want to reread that one. But yeah, go well, read well, that one. The, the energy bus. I'll have to re- I mean, I kind of want to. But this Jocko, he's a. Um, if you look him up, he's a, a retired Navy SEAL. He does. He goes to businesses and helps them with leadership. Uh-huh. Go to his social media stuff. He puts out every morning. He works out at four thirty in the morning every day. He posts a picture of his watch when he's working out. Um, really, it's a book about like you take ownership of everything. So like if if you're like a head football coach, for example, and something doesn't go right, just because you physically didn't do it, you take responsibility. Like oh, this didn't go right. It's on me. Like that's his leadership thing. Yeah, that's just being a good leader. That's why it's a good book. It's a good book to read what's going on in the world right now. So I recommend it. Like it's. Yeah. Gotcha. But he he made an energy drink and it's literally like only 90 grams of caffeine. Oh, wow. Okay. A I lot of B vitamins. Yeah, I don't even consider an energy drink. It's more of like a uh, you're going through the day about three o'clock before you go to practice. Like you just need to wake up. Mm-hmm. So that's what I went to. I started doing that because a bang has 300 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, wow. And this only has 90, so I was like, I need to cut back. So I started yeah. doing those. Good stuff. Or The Rock. The Rock has a good one. Is it pretty good? It I wondered if he was just going to make a bang and put his symbol on it and call it his own. Um, No, he, The Rock has an orange-flavored one. That's the perfect thing in the morning. Okay. It has like 100 and some milligrams. It's not quite a bang. Okay. But you are right. If Monster Bank said, we'll sponsor you, I'll take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd have my heart explode. All right, Steve, I'm downloading Extreme Ownership right now on my Audible. I had one credit. I always try and keep one in the holster in case somebody says something. So It's a good one. All right. I've read it twice in three years. Okay. Is it as good as... Uh... The hell was that book? Damn it. Hold on. Now I don't even know because I've read, uh, listened to so many damn books. Uh, what the hell? The one about with Jordan's trainer. What the hell was that called? Oh, um, where is it? Relentless? Yeah, relentless. This is as good as that. If not better, because this okay. he goes through his time in war, like being in Iraq and like talks about that stuff, but he like brings it back home. You know what I mean? Like if you want leadership, this is a good book on leadership. Um and then he has a podcast. He's had a podcast since like 2015 or 16 because Joe Rogan mm-hmm. told him to. He was on Joe Rogan's a few times. And the very first one he was on, like all at the end, Joe Rogan goes. You need to do a podcast. And then like a couple months later, he had a podcast. Fair enough. All right. So who are we talking about first? Or what are we talking about first? Well, we've already lost Jacob as a listener, I think. Somebody left. Maybe we already scared him off. Yes. <coughs> um so our plan is we're gonna go through week one of college football. We made it to week one. A lot happened. Um, I know, listen, guys, me and Nathan here coach football, high school football, and that takes a lot of time. 
Like for me, I didn't get home till like twelve thirty on Saturday from our football stuff. Yeah, I got home at like oh yeah, yeah. No, I was oof, I didn't get home till three AM on Saturday. We were watching film, then we watched more film, then we watched some other teams, then we talked about some stuff. So yeah. I got home was, at three. My wife was real thrilled at me. It was an early night for us Friday. We did not feel like talking. We got back. We got back like ten thirty. <clears throat> talked to like eleven. Went home. Oh shit! It was one of those games where you just don't want to speak of it. Right. It's just kind of you're done with it. And then Saturday you go to watch film, and I take my lineman. I'm like, all right, I gotta watch it. Like, yep. And then it's fun when the team that you've already scouted, you get the net, their week two film, and you're like, oh, I'm sure it's going to be the same, and they run a completely different defense. Well, yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Just totally flip the script and change your shit from week to week. Well, I know who the DC is, so if he hears this, he's been on my podcast. He got hired at this school. I'm just giving him shit. Like, you changed the defense on me, you bastard. Yes. There are multiple, which Illinois was not until the last possession of the fucking game. But are we just going to start off with that? Because I can go over game day experience. There was more shit that annoyed me. Um, we can talk all the other games first, then do Illinois or start off hot. hot and. You know. I think we start off hot. I think we just go after it. All right. So we'll talk Illinois. Maybe talk about mm-hmm. Illinois' next week game. We don't have to yep. tell our picks yet. So without Brad and us to give us time, we'll send out picks on Wednesday to the public. Yes. Because I went 0 for 3, and that made me feel really good about myself. Yeah, I, I got the Georgia plus 3. That was my lock. No, that was your sneaky. That was like your fourth pick, Steve. If I could have picked four games, I would have done that. No, 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 no. My first three, if we go back and listen – I said Raging Canes over Texas, which I'm eating. Raging Canes? The Raging Cajuns. Okay. Then I had LSU minus four, which, yeah. And then my third one was my lock was Georgia plus three. And then Brad had a sneaky one. So I said, well, hell, I want a sneaky one. A little sneaky pinky. And Indiana plus three and a half. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, you sneaked yourself right out of that. So you actually have more negative points than I do because I only picked three games. And so does Brad because Brad had a sneaky. Did Brad lose all his two? I don't remember what Brad did because he's supposed to have the Google Sheet or whatever. Sheet. Yeah. But instead he wants to give people applesauce. Yeah, make it for him too. Fresh. So, so yeah. all right. So Illinois, what were your thoughts, Steve? You tell me from the television, I'll talk from the stadium. That's what I told. I was like, I think Nathan might be there, so this yeah, will be better. Yeah. From the TV perspective, it looked like we – there's a lot to talk about. We're going to go all over the place. Offensively, at the beginning, we looked very stale like we did against Nebraska. And then it just looked like – we cut the playbook. It was, we're going to live and die by this run game, which is fine. Or 
that's kind of what it looked like. And then it kind of looked like we're going to run the ball so much, risk not scoring, and then later play action. You know what I mean? Like, we'll be fine not mm-hmm. scoring. And then later on, which kind of worked, they could not defend a wheel route to save their lives. UTSA. No. It just looked like I knew what was going to happen before it happened. Yeah. Do they not trust Statowski right now? Because I trusted him in Nebraska. He looked fine. And honestly, when they like, you know, I think somebody mentioned this. I think it was on the radio show. He only threw three passes in the first half. Really? I have to look it up. I mean, his numbers weren't bad. I think he had, what, 200-some yards and two or three touchdowns, realistically. Uh, yeah, he ended up with like 270 something or something like that. It's down half though, so that might suck. Uh, let's like play by play here. I can just get the play by play. Oh, I'll shit, look it up. These people watching, go hit the subscribe button. I'm never going to stop saying it. Oh, I lost a listener. Damn it. Okay, pass incomplete. So they threw one pass first possession. Didn't throw a pass. Well, they missed the third down. Good job, ESPN. You fucking chose. That was another thing. Third down for Illinois was not very good. So we were 8 of 18. Pause this. Don't want that. Uh, why is ESPN missing the third down? Yeah, so it was, oh, God. Or maybe we only completed three passes in the first half. Yeah, we didn't complete very many passes in the first half. I think we only completed, like, one. Yeah, most, Jacob has a good point. Most of the passes completed had to have been in that fourth quarter. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Besides the long ones. Three pass completions in the first half. Yes. Two were touchdowns. So here's my thing. So we come out in the first first half. So this is like the stadium. First off, uh, student section was pretty full. Not as full as the last time. Um, it was band day, which was pretty cool. I went and saw some of my former students. Uh, they were there. They were performing at the band day. So that was cool. Um, but I went and I saw them. Uh, 
And it was just kind of like a, we get that sack right off the bat, right? Like third yep. down, sack him. And I'm feeling real good, right? Because I'm like, well, now we're start. We're going to crank this up right off the bat. Didn't get a sack the rest of the game. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Um, but the the their quarterback's actually not a good passer. He's really mobile, and so the first quarter, I think the whole thing was we're going to play man. We're going to try and keep him in the pocket and make him throw the ball. Um, but then we had some fundamental breakdowns where we left the back door wide open because we had over pursue to that running back. And then all of a sudden the quarterback would pull it. And it wasn't the actual play. Like Illinois had time to be like, hey, don't forget, you know, we got to have somebody on the backside here. But it was the next play when he would pull. If you went back and watched the game, it almost seemed like, Cause I just look at my wife. I'd be like, man, they just that they left that backside wide open, and then all of a sudden he would just pull it, take off. Um, so the first half, yeah, was really lethargic, and it was just like run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Dude, just nothing. Is that you? That's I was bringing up ESPN for Illinois. And- yeah, ESPN just keeps on playing shit. So ESPN, fix your fucking site. I hit pause for a reason. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was just like, it was very Chicago Bears-ish. And like, can we stop a slant? Like, I, before I start, me and Coach West are in agreement. They're in college for a reason. Like, their coach is in college for a reason, not why I'm sitting here. You could probably do it, but I can't. I mean, there's a reason why I'm sitting here. You could do it, Steve. You know that spread shit. But what's different between all other podcasts is we come with a coaching perspective of like what we think or what we see, yeah. whether right or wrong and different. That's why I like this. You bring in a defensive side because you were a head coach, defense coordinator, and I do a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. And then Brad comes in with having played football, understands and being a fan. That's why I like this. Number one, that's why you should always listen to us. We're always right. Unless you bet on LSU, then you're wrong. <laughs> Don't listen to us on betting. <laughs> Don't take us on betting. Go to go to somewhere else. Yeah. But like, it was like slant, slant, slant. And eventually I'm like, are we in cover two the whole time? Oh, we're in man, but we're six yards off of him. Oh, Okay. We were we were not only six yards off, we were six yards off and head up. So we're basically giving the receiver a two-way release. He could release outside or inside, and it didn't matter, right, because we were squared up with him. Now, what they did later on in the game is, because I asked you if you could tell on television, because to me it just looked like they basically took the wide side corner and placed him on the inside shoulder, and that took away the slant. Like, all of a sudden, they didn't want to throw it anymore. I'm like, what? And then I told my wife uh, on that last touchdown, that or no, the bubble screen, not the last touchdown, but the bubble screen thing, the number four. I said, mm-hmm. they haven't got number four the ball this entire freaking half. Like, they're going to get him the ball. And it was almost like the Illinois offensive coordinator was reading our text messages because I was like, got to get the ball to Isaiah Williams. And, like, the next play, Isaiah Williams going to pass. So – like I said, we're going to be all over the place because a lot happened. We're going to talk offense and defense, but like defensively, we stopped getting pressure. And UTSA, you let me know because being live is different than on TV. It's hard to tell if they're really going hurry up. 
it just yeah. seemed like UTSA would hurry up, and we're not getting set, just kind of like Nebraska all over again. Yes. But UTSA, I think Brad said it last time, they had some transfers. That wide receivers, they're from like Georgia and Texas. Well, so here's the deal. So they've been in existence for 11 years, right? Right. They have been, they have just now, back to back years, they've made it to bowl games. They had seven and five. They have 97 year. players from the state of Texas. Those guys know how to play a little bit of football. Uh oh. Hold on. Yes. He made it. Where's the applesauce? But it's, you're making uh, up your feet. It's all gone, bud. Is the apple stuck in between your toes because we envisioned you in a kiddie pool stomping apples? Basically, yeah, that's that's what's been happening here. Brad, we, we made that decision. Kitty pool, feet, applesauce, and you're handing them a can of hams every time. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've been serving here. It's just uh, hams and whatever uh, weird vegetable I find in the street. Perfect. So we're talking about Illinois football, Brad. Did you get to watch any of it? No, I don't get Big Ten Network down here. Um, what I what I heard about it was you and Steve talking back and forth. I'm assuming it was uh, the equivalent of really bad Bielema ball. Yes. Well, we only had like 120 yards rushing or some shit like that. Well, you know their running back was an All-American. Yes. And that number yeah. four was like, I don't know if you ever, if you DVR'd it or whatever, if you watch a replay, that number four was the real deal. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did. 155 yards of receiving on 10 catches. Whoa. Brad, we, yeah, couldn't, stop no a slant. we couldn't stop a slant to save our lives. They need to get out of that man-to-man. We don't have the athletes yet. No, and maybe. At first, we started. I think number six. I can't. I don't know who that is, but learn <clears throat> a lot. But number six was traveling with number four, and then all of a sudden, we we're like, "Hey, let's stuff this guy on the uh, short side of the field because he can't defend anything." Yeah. And then we had number thirty-one out there, and actually, he did a pretty damn good job. Got one pass interference call. It was kind of like, "Eh," but he did pretty well. But yeah, you know, UTSA. Like Steve said, they would go like a little touch of hurry up, then they'd slow down and a little touch of hurry up. We had problems getting aligned. That last freaking touchdown. So, and it was a slow death, right? So it was like they would get half, they would get half the yardage on first down. So it'd be like second and five. Then it'd be like third and two. And then all of a sudden, inside zone. And for whatever reason, Stephen, you can go back and watch that touchdown run, that 30-plus yard touchdown run. Why in the hell we're playing a four and a three tech against a team that on third and one has just slaughtered you with a fucking inside zone is beyond me. But they went hurry up again. We didn't get set. They were like, oh, we're going to run this, and you're not set. You don't have who you want in. Like you said. Illinois is going to see that hurry up all year now. Yes. And then – you let me know. I think only twice did we stop that GT counter. Like they would run that GT counter slow. Yeah, it was not a very fast hitting play. And UTSA had a huge guard pulling. Yeah. Monster. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, so... guys. I, I got to take off. I have to finish making lunch here. I just wanted to pop in, say hi. Uh, Clemson looked like trash. 
Just want to put that out there. That was the one game I got to watch. Um, <laughs> it was uh, kind of a brutal first weekend of college football. So hopefully next week I'll be back on. Um, I'll do my picks later on tonight. Text me your picks. We'll just do Wednesday. We'll do Wednesday. So that way you can like do your thing and hopefully the week will kind of settle down for you. Um, I'm down here until Friday. Yeah. Well, so to slide. You're going to have big calves from squishing apples. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. And your toes are going to look like Arnold's biceps. Yeah, exactly. Um, but seriously, if you, if you want to make your picks, send them to me. I made the Excel sheet. I will, uh, I'll share it with everybody. I set it up so like the points automatically move and everything. So um, you dirty bird. Yeah, just let me know. I'm I'm good for about thirty minutes by the time I get home because we work five a.m. to like seven thirty p.m. Oh my! So um, he's drinking yeah. the bang energy drinks. Don't you worry. Are you wearing like a chef outfit because yeah. that's. Brad, I just want you to know, I feel like we're the Pat McAfee show. You're coming in on your phone. Like, this is yeah. Pat McAfee. It's a, like, from a, from an undisclosed location in Louisiana. <laughs> hey, when you're down there, you need to talk to Ed about that UCLA game. <laughs> yeah, here, I, I'll talk to you guys later about it, but it's kind of funny because there's a lot of LSU fans here, so I've been hearing a lot about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right, man. I will uh, talk to you guys later. All right. See you, bud. See ya. Yeah, so they said they were going to go multiple on the defensive fronts, and they did not go multiple until that last possession when they put down a three-man front, moved our outside linebackers out. We actually had a true nose, and they couldn't run that inside zone play. Just got stuffed. And then when they were second and eight, then all of a sudden we could play a little bit of defense. But giving them five yards right off the get-go was not cutting it for us. Here's another thing that irritates me. Second week in a row this has happened. One, the hurry-ups bothered us. We had that close catch on the sideline. And our offense, too busy celebrating that they didn't get on the ball and run a play, and that went to review. Eventually, that is going to bite us in the ass. Yep. And I think on TV, I got to see Bielema yell. For the first time. I was flipping out. I was like, I was saying the F word from the horseshoe. Because you can't be doing that. Like, you're a college football team. You're supposed to, like, have big catches and stuff. But if you don't get up on the ball and run a play to get that done, like, what the hell are you doing? And then I also didn't like it. So, if we were just going to kick a field goal on that second to last drive, kick it earlier so you have more time. Yeah. Right? Right. But instead, we drive down, and we actually have a little bit of momentum, and then we settle for a field goal. Because if we go for the touchdown there with momentum, then we only got to get it to, like, the 45-yard line. Because the bright spot of yesterday was our kicker. Yes. kick Special teams is just – yeah. McCourt and freaking uh, – Blake, what the fuck is his last name? James McCourt and Blake Hayes. Mm-hmm. They're unbelievable. Um, but yeah, dude, we, we can't be some of that shit's gotta get cleaned up. And part of that is is 
Illinois in the past didn't make those catches. So there was nothing to be excited about, right? We would just turn it over. The team would take three knees, you know. But at times, did it feel like we were watching a Lovey Smith team all over again? Yes. Very much on the defensive side of the ball. Because it was just the same thing over and over and over again. Like blitzes weren't getting home. Um, there wasn't as much energy on the sideline. Like UTSA, their sideline was hopping. Illinois was kind of meh. Um, it looked like there wasn't a lot of people there. No, there wasn't. Which, why wouldn't you? The last one was hot. And it's a well, here's the deal. The, here's the deal with the Illinois fans. So most Illinois fans are just uneducated on shit that goes on, right? Because they're too busy, like, shooting rainbows out their asshole and drawing unicorns. <laughs> but the problem is, is that they don't understand that that UTSA team was actually fucking good. Or better than, I would say they would be a, a low, mid-level Big Ten team, right? With their seniors, with their experience coming back, with the players they had, you know, um, they could play a little bit of football. And that place needed to be rocking. And honestly, <laughs> at the beginning of the game, is just kind of dead. That I place mean- did start getting loud till the fourth quarter well like like i said a coach i know he said he knows utsa and he's like they're gonna beat illinois they are they have some good players and they have a good coach and i believed him and i was like but after watching nebraska with that that shouldn't happen but if you listen to the announcers they even talked about they said last year utsa went seven and five but I think three of those losses, they lost by three points or something, yeah. or combined of like they, they lost both of their bowl games that they've been in the last two years by less than a touchdown, a touchdown or less. Meanwhile, you have like teams like in the Big Ten, like Purdue and shit, going to bowl games and getting beat 63 to 13. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, they said don't be surprised by UTSA later on in the season <clears throat> if they're not ranked. They said ranked. Yeah, I can see that. And I, they, I just honestly, had the, they had the right flow to it. And they found a hole that we never tried to fix. And honestly, our I think some of our players look lethargic. Like, I thought Hanson had just a shit game. Like, you can't be that freaking bad. I honestly Maybe think... Maybe I'm crazy, but... I think... The players overlooked TSA, even though I can't see Bielema doing that. 
I don't think Bielema did. Bielema talked all week because you're not down, but he talked all week. This is a legit freaking opponent. Like, we got to be ready to go. I think people were looking towards Virginia. Yep. Like, it's very strange, isn't it? If we lose to Nebraska, I don't think we overlook UTSA. But when we play the way we did with Nebraska, then it's like, oh, let's look forward to Virginia. And somewhere, someone posted, we paid them a million dollars to come here. Probably. It was probably a pay game because they're a Conference USA team. So we paid them a million dollars for this. Well, that was like when Appalachian State went to freaking Michigan and beat them in the big house. I think they got like $1.8 because they were a 1AA at the time. Mm-hmm. People probably aren't laughing at that now that Appalachian State's a 1A team. But... Yeah, just... I think... We looked very lethargic for a night game. You know, yeah, it should be amped up. Like college football has been happening all day. There's an excitement, and we just looked flat. We we they look like they don't want to be there. And even the Nebraska game on the sideline, I could see it. This one, they didn't really show the sideline that much. But when they did, they were all they're just kind of standing there. They're just like, yes. There was not much. The most excitement that we had, like as far as like players like doing stuff, one, the Blake Hayes celebrations are getting a little bit better on his punts. And uh, the kickoff team, because McCourt would just kick it out the back of the end zone, and the kickoff team would run down and like get the crowd all amped up in the end. But then it would quickly fizzle because then our defense would go out there and allow like 10 first downs. And then um, there was a point where our defense would like to talk a lot, and there was a point where Bielema yelled at him to shut up. He's like, "Yes." The the, the sideline reporter said that she she goes, "The defense is chirping," and Coach Bielema just brought them over and told them to keep their mouth shut and actually show and, and said, "Actually show up and play." Like he's, yeah, he's not so, about that. So right? that was the thing was number four was just abusing them at the beginning of the game, and those guys were all running their mouths. And there was a few guys that went out there and was, like, pulling dudes, like, get over here. Like, dude, you're getting torched by slant routes. You have no room to talk. Um, what I did not like at the end of the game, and you can probably look at this, but uh, number one, I think Sidkowski could have ran for a first down. And in that first oh, down, yeah. you don't get the pass interference call that backs us up 15 yards. Um because it would have been a run play. And so we don't lose the 15 and we get a first down and we're at like the seven yard line with like 18 seconds left. So now you have legitimate shots, shots to do things. The coach had told me about UTSA coach Banstra. If you're Uh watching right now, he's texting me. He's like, do you do phone call-ins to your show? I'm afraid to let you in coach Banstra. But the other thing is, is that uh, so they split the safeties at the end of the game, right? Right. Uh, so they were running like two deep man under or something like that. And nobody was picking up our H back. Okay. So nobody was picking up the H back. So we split those guys out. We put a single to the H side. The safety takes three steps out on the previous play. I don't understand why we didn't try and hit a seam route with our H back. 
Because if anything, Hey, all you football coaches out there, I know if you're like me, we want to be simple. And we're always looking for a way to add to the game. Drills, plays, all that stuff. Okay? So if you're like me and you're looking for drills, you're trying to figure out how to do this, well, there's no simpler way than getting back to the basics. So I want to thank Coach Stone for contributing, sponsoring this podcast, helping me out with other things. So I need you guys, if you want to get back to the basics, you need to go get this book, Back to the Basics Football Drill Manual, from Back to the Basics from Coach Stone Football. This book is 500 pages, over 500 pages. And it goes from offense, defense, special teams, tackling, turnovers, everything that you need is right here. You get this book and you look at all of his other stuff, you will never need to go look up another drill again. It has like all these drills. I kid you not. This book has it for you. Okay. So if you're like me and we also about becoming simple, we're always talking about making things easier on our players. Back to the basics is for you. So please go to coachstonefootball.com. It has this book on there. I believe this was his first, was Coach Stone's first one. You need to go on there and get it. Um, coachstonefootball.com. It's on there. I think it's on Amazon, but if you go to his website, there's so much other stuff. I recommend going to the website. Um, there's other books on there, but this is the first one you need to look at for drills from all aspects of the game. There's over 100 drills, I believe, in this book. So again, go to coachstonefootball.com. Go get this book, and let's get back to the basics. The Coach Steve Show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. Use the code CSS. Get 10% off. Buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. He's catching it on the run because there was nobody. They were like, they were playing up with the linebackers and they were playing back with, it was just a weird ass thing. But there was a big ass hole and we did not hit that. And I don't know if we were afraid of, 
Because did you know that we could have got a first down like there at the end of the game, which then would have allowed us to spike the ball? Oh, and spiked it? No, I'm talking about right there at the end, like we had a chance to get another first down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you hit the tight end on that seam route, I know we were trying to get it to the sidelines, but hit him on that little seam. And if he doesn't score, he is more than definitely getting a first down, which means we can spike it and basically the playbook's open. Well, I mean, you're – you only got one run play in the in the in the holster. Well, and that was the thing. Again, you're talking about all this stuff, but that's why I feel like <clears throat> when Peterson went down, we all said it last week. They were very careful with play calling because now they have to figure out what's their game plan with yeah. Tatowski. It felt and then they opened it up and we scored 30 points. Yep. It felt like they closed it again. And we struggled to do anything until we got to the fourth quarter and they said, screw it, let's try it. And we scored besides the wheel routes. Those are the only times I'm like, okay. But if you're going to live and die by that run, there's a good thing with Mike Leach in his book. He said he never understood. He said there's a couple plays that you set up. There's a couple. You do something to set this up. Yep. He said, but why do you save things that are going to work? You might as well just call them. You know what I mean? He like in your offense. So I understood like, okay, the only reason why that wheel route was working was because we were running the ball 85% of the time. I get it. But you're playing a dangerous game where you're going to do run, run, short pass or run, 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 punt for three drives in a row. Yeah. That's a very dangerous game. And you got to hope your defense stops people. And we had good field position. Right. Like, in that first quarter, we were winning field. And Bielema said that. He said we didn't do anything with the field position battle. Like, he, I mean, he was his own critic, like, after the game. He was like, we had good field position. We didn't do anything with it. And I just, you know, there's certain things, like, you don't see Illinois run a Y cross. Like, why in the hell don't you? It's like the one play that works in every freaking college football game. Um. Or you've got uh, what is it? The Y cross, and then um, well, another thing. I don't want to. The blame needs to go to Illinois and their coaches, but there are, there is some holes because of the recruiting that Lovey Smith did. Yeah, he recruited turds. Like they brought it up at the end of the game, when we were trying to come down and score. They said, "Who's the guy that you're going to throw the ball up to?" Now, it could be Isaiah Williams, but he's not that guy that's going to like. I think only maybe only Luke Ford if you're close enough. Yeah, or the other tight end. But they had a good point. Like we don't have. Um, I want to. What's his name? Um, Jimmy Graham. No, for UTSA we don't have Franklin. I just didn't want to say number four, Franklin. Their wide receiver. We don't have him. That's going to go up and get it. Yeah. In Illinois' defense, but again, throughout the freaking game. What worked in Nebraska? We started jet motion. We started to zone read to give it to Isaiah Williams, get all eyes looking to him yeah. to open up Luke Ford, to open up our other tight ends, to do this. We barely even motioned the first half. 
Yeah, it was so vanilla. It was vanilla-ly weird. If and that's even weird. Regardless of all that, Isaiah Williams, he had 101 yards receiving still, like regardless. In his, in his second game being a, a real wide receiver. He made some good catches in traffic. And honestly, they have the go-ahead score with Isaiah Williams, but Sidkowski, or the tying score, but Sidkowski missed him. No, it would have been go-ahead because we were down six. Oh, Coach Banstra is, <coughs> Coach Banstra is coming after me right now. He he missed the slant, and he missed it low, and it was wide. Uh, like, Williams had him beat. But we did we did not move him enough. We got to realize he's a weapon. Williams, yeah, yeah. He needs to be the motion guy. I think you can even put him in the backfield. Yeah, because what's going to happen? They're going to look to him. Like if you can get all eyes in the box looking at him, motion him out for a quick screen, or do yeah. a screen on lock and send them all vertical. Like we can't, we don't have to kill him, but like we got to use him because he's one of them that can actually make plays. We there was no, there was hardly any Luke Ford sightings. Not until the fourth quarter. I don't think I think he had a catch. All of a sudden, it was like Luke Ford, and I was like, I didn't know he was playing. Yeah, um, you have to use him. Like he's freaking good, but we don't. Oh, sorry, my shaker was loud. I was like, oh. That's okay. Uh, yeah. It's frustrating. I'm but, very hesitant to let Coach Bancher in and hammer me on UTSA. But, um, yeah. So, so, Illinois game day experience. So, Illinois is trying to find their middle, third, fourth quarter thing, right? So, what did they push yesterday? A stupid-ass app you have to download on your phone and watch the light show. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Right? Can't be that, Illinois. Can't be that. And if you want to do that, you better be handing out shit. You better have people going down the aisles or when people come in and hand them a little freaking card that says, hey, this is how you do it. Because just making announcements to drunk-ass people uh, in the middle of the game doesn't matter. Right? You got to give them something. And then on the backside, make it like a scratch-off or something so that they actually keep the card instead of throwing it away that basically like gets them like a dollar off of something or something like that, something that people won't get rid of. Right. And so basically you had to download this app, do this thing. It was stupid, Steve. It was stupid. It was a light show. It literally, this is what happened. Lights flickered, lights stayed on. Lights flickered, lights stayed on. And not everybody did it. So it just like dumb as hell. And so my thing is, is the university of Illinois I don't know who the hell your think tank is, but I know three think tankers, and I think we could help you out. Was that the uh, cell phone thing? 
where the yes. lights went. Okay, because they can't, they showed it and then I they showed the student section. I only saw like ten of them and I didn't know what was going on. Like nobody knew, not even exactly. the announcers. Exactly, Steve. It was just like some shitty ass Christmas lights that you get from Walmart is what it was. We and so, so with that being said, Jump Around is an organic thing at Wisconsin. They literally play a song and the people make it what it is. The Kinnick Wave, they do that. There's no fancy music fucking playing. It's just people doing a good thing. You have to come up with something and you have to announce it multiple times throughout the game. And you've got to like do something that's organic and not techno bullshit. Because honestly, that was trash. That whole thing was trash. And it just pissed me off to even be in the stadium to see that because I was like, this is a shitty thing. It is stupid. When you see that, it's almost like your own athletic department, media department doesn't believe in what they're doing either. Does that make sense? Like in Wisconsin? Yeah, they're just trying to, hey, we're going to pay for this app to do this thing. Because you got Jump Around in Wisconsin, which is huge. You have Enter Sandman with Virginia Tech, which I would love to be there. That place was packed. I would love to see that in person. Um, What else is there? I like Clemson's how they enter and the slant thing, and like that whole entrance yeah. is huge. And if you're trying to pump up, if Bielma can only change so much with football, you get, and Whitman has to change the whole culture around every sport. So it's like, how do you get fans to come into the game and stay inside instead of going out to the tailgate? Yep. Because I, pro- well, I know you got to have a good on-field product, but two, you got to have a fun atmosphere. And you have to have something fun out front to lead them into the game. Yeah. So that's where we come in with Nickel Beer. We have wrestling. We have uh, breaking tables. Live concerts. Live concerts. We have a theme of like, this is what we're doing. Uh, and it's built up during the week. Like you said, we if it's a game on Saturday, do something on Friday. Have See, it's like Illinois, Illinois isn't even committed to the football show that they need. Does that make sense? Right. He's like, hey, we got Grange Grove. Come here, set up early. Hey, we have this little thing over here. But it's like nothing is like, hey, we're we're doing this, and this is a must-see thing. And you need food trucks. Yes. Now that I'm going I'm, – I'm, now I'm really thinking – Let's be honest. You have to get the community in Champaign-Urbana involved, and you have to reach out to people around Champaign-Urbana. So if you've got yeah. small mom-and-pop shops, why don't you just let them come and make food and sell food there and get their names out there? Why don't you let places in Champaign come there? And that just so they do, but they, So we're in the Horseshoe, and Hickory River has always been in the Horseshoe. Hickory River Barbecue. And guess what's not in the Horseshoe this year, Steve? Where did they go? They've moved them to one of the main halls. You know how many people would come to the horseshoe for Hickory River? Well, because when they built that horseshoe, wasn't the whole hype of like, come sit over here? Yeah. So it's kind of stupid, kind of pisses me off. They've messed with shit. 
trying to do something bigger than what they need to be right now, but they're not building for anything either. It's like they're literally just rolling dice. Do you think right. it's because in the past there's really not a lot of fans there? So part of them is like, why try? Why spend the money? Because we all know how U of I works. We all yeah. know how it goes. Yes. Yes. That will bring in a lot of a lot of people, Jacob. That will bring. Actually, I think what you do is, is yeah, you well, you've got to have dudes walking around selling like they don't get out in the stands and sell anything. They used to do that. They don't do that anymore. They don't. Um, I haven't been know, to a game in a while. Or maybe that's maybe that's because of the Rona thing. I don't I don't know. But if you can be in the stands watching the game, they can walk around. Yes. Well, what's hilarious is is that they constantly they, they have no policing on mass. So like just don't even make the announcements about mass. Like don't even say that you're doing it because it's not enforced. You just walk in with nothing on. Half the fucking workers don't wear their masks. They put them down under their jaws. So, like, can we just stop with the virtue signaling bullshit and just say, hey, we don't give a fuck. Just come in here, spend your money here, because that's all we really give a shit about. Could we do something for game day experience? In, because I'll be honest with you, I went to U of I games and didn't go into the game once. I stayed out in the tailgate. Yeah, because it's when shitty I, when football. I, when I There's was younger. A, yeah, there is a... <clears throat> There's a balance that has to happen, right? You got to have a good on-field product with a fun game day experience, thus leading to this entire thing. But you could and set something up. I, I don't think that they get it. Set something up in the Grove, of course. Then, yes. but I think you got to set stuff up in the tailgate. Yes. At the same time, so then maybe you can make money off of it. Or like, hey, when you buy this ticket in this section, part of that money is going to go to whatever you have set up. Here's these food trucks. You get food. Here's we have these games or whatever for you. Bring your kids. You have that going on. Then over well, here, you, you know have what you do. You just freaking line because you know they block off Kirby. You just line Kirby with the food trucks. So on this half of the their property, I get you could use the assembly hall parking lot as well because yeah. it ain't like there's a lot of people parking in there because you got to pay big money so we we park in the southeast lot it ain't close to being full you this side then the other happy rough and rowdy stuff with the tables yes you need to have an 18 plus section yes you have to have the family section then the tailgate section and then you have the rough and rowdy 18 or 21 plus, however, whatever you want to call it. Where you're bringing in pygmy fucking dartboard and you're bringing in midget wrestling and you're bringing in like crazy ass people for concerts. Like cheap people, but they're cheap because they're crazy. What if we made, you know, on college game day goes to different places. Those places are rowdy. They bring the head coach in and talk to them. They bring other why can't Illinois do that publicly? Like every home game, BMO's going to sit down. We have our own, their own college game day, Illinois college game day, their own thing. Bielma yeah. comes in and talks to them. You get alumni. Jay Lehman would do it. I guarantee he'd show up. I'm sure Miller, because he coaches Indicator, he would come up and talk. Yeah, I think you could do a game, a live game day show 
that's hosted on the Illini network or something. Like they figure something out. Yeah. Because they, they do have. like the traditional radio show, but like, let's do something crazy. Put on YouTube, start a YouTube channel. It's on YouTube for people to watch. They don't have to pay for a subscription for TV. Axe throwing, I'd be down for that. Yes, that's actually a new thing. They actually have an axe throwing bar in Champagne. They could take care of that. Oh, there's one up here that I've always wanted to go to. Yeah. I don't care. Here's a breaking plate section. Just throw the plate down. I don't care. Just something with. That's yeah. a good idea. Have a Illinois media. Have it streamed to YouTube, so everyone can watch. Because I know for me, I have to use different people's logins to watch some of these games. I don't have the traditional cable. Yeah. I think you bring more attention that way. Yeah. I think that's what we do. I'm going to send them an email and say, the Coach Steve Show podcast would love to come to home games and we'll do your Illinois media day for you. No, we just need to be consultants for the whole damn thing because that whole athletic department's fucking broke. But you know what, though? I think if somebody actually told Whitman, he would do it. I want the actual in place. Oh, Huh. Hey, that's my cousin. We can get this going. Yes, it's on. Axe throwing while midgets are wrestling. Okay, now we have three stations now. Folding <laughs> tables, axe throwing, and midget wrestling. Yeah. While Brad gives them applesauce. Spice yes. applesauce. Let's yes. Th- Red's hard applesauce. <laughs> is that even a thing it's gonna be now applesauce it's gonna be now i'm drunk off the sauce i'm drunk off this is the sauce <laughs> but no they just there's a lot that needs to be done and it's like illinois fans want a reason to be excited right like we got really excited about the basketball team but that was a multi-year process right like, I remember Io's freshman year. This is pretty easy to get Illinois tickets. Same with the sophomore year. You could get pretty decent tickets for a pretty decent price. Well, I thought people weren't at the game because it was Labor Day weekend. But, you know, at those SEC games, it could be Christmas and that place would be sold out. People would have their Christmases in the parking lot. Maybe people honestly thought we were just going to beat UTSA. Well, people are dumb. I have already said that. Illinois fans are just stupid. Well, we, we, we discovered that out with the basketball season. You know, we lost a couple games and they said fire Brad Underwood. And we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You are not stupid shit. That was basketball. Stupid. We are basketball. We are not Duke. Where we're these champions all the time. Football, we are not Ohio State. Like, at the end of the day, it's a process. So, Bill and I know it's a process. I just think from a fan and a coach, it was very frustrating to watch. Where, like, you could have just done this, this, or this. Maybe we don't have the dudes. I don't know. That's a part of it. I think that that could be a part of it. And so what you're hoping for is is because you don't have the dudes, 
your players at least have experience so they can make up for their lack of skill. But what's going to hurt us is everybody's going to watch this film and go, man, if you do hurry up just a little bit, they're not going to get set up. If you stack the box, they're not going to pass it outside. Yeah. yeah, Nebraska's crowd was huge yesterday, and they played Fordham. Like Nebraska's crowd put us to shame in our own stadium. Well, but that's because well. they're living in Nebraska like 1992. Let's be honest. We've never had that. Ever. We've never had like a Nebraska dominant section in our football program. We've we never had that. We have little spurts of like. Yeah, but like Nebraska there in the early, I mean, they were beating the the Miami team that was freaking loaded. Like, I don't know. We, like we get little glimmers of hope of like, oh, we beat number one Ohio State. Oh, we're going to the Rose Bowl. So you would think like, okay, now we're going to, you get that little moment of like the door's cracked. And you're like, okay, maybe we could be competent. We're not going to be Ohio State, but we can be competent. Yeah. And then somebody slams it, staples it shut, and then paints over it, and we can't open it again. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, that's the only year that we've had. So we've had 2001. We've had and, – and I think the thing is, is you have to sustain that, right? You have to have three or four years where it's cracked open. Right. And in 01, it was cracked open, disappeared. Oh seven, yes. Oh seven, cracked open, doesn't happen. Then, what were we in two thousand ten when we beat Baylor? Oh, that was just we barely made. It was like the piss bowl, wasn't that like the? Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TexasMicronPC.com bowl or some shit like that. Oh, we went seven and six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know what? I just want to be in Auburn. Can we just be in Auburn? Where are we, like, can we just be that? I wouldn't mind being Auburn. Yeah, I'll take nine. You know what? I would give one of my hands to just be nine and three every year. If we were eight and four or nine and three, and then once in a while get to a ten and two, thrilling. And we're only losing to Ohio State, Iowa, or whoever. Yeah, yeah, like the big schools. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And Bielma, I think, can get us there, but it's going to take a couple years. But how many Illinois fans probably thought we were really good after Nebraska? How many of those basketball fans probably jumped in? Well, let's let's be honest. 
everybody sees the word Nebraska and you automatically think, oh, football powerhouse. No, they suck. So did we just win like the toilet bowl game of week zero? Well, okay. Nebraska does – they suck. Scott Frost sucks. The coaching staff is not living up to expectations. I actually think Nebraska has some good players. I know the recruiting class hasn't been good, but they play hard. I think they're actually pretty good. Because after we beat them last year, um, Nextel Wireless Bowl. <laughs> well, that was the Georgia Clemson game. It was the the Mayo thing already. Like I forget what the Mayo was called, but it was something Mayo, Frank's Mayo or something. I was like, oh my god, it's all about money, buddy. But Nebraska, after Illinois beat Nebraska last year, Nebraska went on. They got whipped by Ohio State. We beat them. Then they were actually beating some people and actually in close games after that. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a competent win. And it's something to keep of like, yeah, we did beat them. But I think it was also, it was kind of like Mississippi State last year. Mississippi State comes in with Mike Leach, brand new offense, brand new head coach, brand new coaching staff. You're facing the national champion LSU and you go whip them. Yep. And then you take a dive. Like, that was your Super Bowl, then you took a dive. If your Super Bowl's in week zero, you're probably not very good. Right, and I have a. I hope that's not going to happen to us. Of, like, Nebraska's this brand name. It's Bielma's first game. You're excited. Everyone's jumping around. This is fantastic. And then it's like, oh, we got UTSA. It's not going to matter. And then you yep. just... Yeah, and I think I don't think that was Bielema. I I truly think that he knew that it was a game, but no, he, he was fiery. They showed him yelling and getting pissed. Yeah, but I think our fan base just kind of sucks for football. Like no. like even when we were walking out, like I turn around, and I look at Memorial Stadium, right? And of course, me and my wife got to go to the University of Alabama. You look at that stadium, and it is beautiful. Memorial Stadium looks like Soldier Field, an old fucking stadium with new shit. It's just an old stadium. With but they've added on to. Updates. Whereas, like, Alabama, it looks like that's the way it's supposed to be. Like, it's this big, beautiful bowl. Like... You just look at it, it's just like, oh, we got something over here, we got something over here, and then we got, like, some random shit in the middle. Like, that's truly what it feels like, and they almost need to either extend those bowls. Like my wife said, it would be nice if they would put a screen on the other end, or, like, if they would enclose those two corners and, like, bowl it in, that would be kind of nice. It just looks like the stadium is disconnected. I think they need to move the student section. As well. Yeah. Which is going to piss off uh, alum or like people who pay big money to sit closer to the field. But yeah, they used to have the block eye uh-huh. like on the 30 yard line or something like that. But we don't have enough students wanting to come. So you can move them wherever the hell you want them. Well, that's what I was going to say. What's the big deal of taking them from up there? Those are actually pretty good seats. The people that are paying, bitching about money, go sit there then. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. And are you really paying big money? This isn't Alabama money. Well, let's be honest. 
the people who pay big money normally don't get too crazy at games. Or they don't go. Yeah, they, be they do it because of the status as oh, opposed have, to the genuine fandom. I have season tickets on the first bench on the 50-yard line. Who cares? Yeah. But you're right. U of I just kind of adds on to that stadium. They're just like, oh, let's add this. Let's add this. And it looks stupid. It's just random shit that just disconnects the stadium. Yep. Like, I do like our video board, but it literally, it's like, here's one part of the stadium. Here, I'm trying to get this on the camera. Here's the other part of the stadium. Then it dips down, comes in, and then there's this random big ass scoreboard right in the middle. And I don't like that. I think it looks, and as I think about it now, it just looks more and more dumb. I would agree with that. They have not tied the old into the new well. They have not. There's That's a, a good idea. Put another scoreboard on the other side. Even if they just put it up in one of the corners, because you could fit a pretty good sized video board. But if you put it on each corner, that'd be kind of nice. And then get it to where there's speakers over there pumping in fucking noise. Like, do something. Quit being stupid. I just don't think they want to spend the money. If But then it's like, I get it because if people aren't coming now, don't spend the money because we all know how U of I works. They don't want to spend money. We saw what happened when they hired Lovey Smith and that whole debacle. But you're not going to get people to show up if you don't go spend money. And then well, it's about the experience, right? I don't but, like when I have to look at a replay, I have to turn around and look up almost like breaking my neck to see a replay. Oh, that's and true. like the horseshoe people. That's like the common folk people. We're not like the people that can make a shit ton of donations and shit like that. And we're the people who actually get a little bit loud sometimes. But, <laughs> The horseshoe needs to be the rough and rowdy section. So you start off outside the stadium and then yes. they funnel into there. So if you kept the freaking student section on that side where they are, you have that. But then you have the rough and rowdy section on the other, which is louder. Yes. Can Barstool come in too? Like, can we just invite Barstool to the rough and rowdy and just put them all right there for a game? Like, Barstool's coming this game. Yeah. Because Illinois Barstool has an account. Why can't they just come here? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm just send Josh Whitman an email later on. He doesn't care. He's worried about COVID shit and other things. I'm not even going to talk about him. I think he's in it for the right reasons, but he just does stupid shit. But whatever. There's also people above him. Exactly. And those are the people that ultimately need to go because I think Whitman with free reign could could do some business. Yes, if 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 Whitman only reported to the nope, the president's gonna, yep, they've all got to go. All those people, yeah, yeah they've all got to go. That they're, should be how it works. That's why be. there's no connection between the old and the new because the old blood stays in the high positions, just kind of like anything else in the world. Shouldn't it be when you're the athletic director, you're the boss of all athletics? Yeah. That's your department? I mean, unless you're doing shit where it's like, hey, we're going to do like a simulated massacre out in the street, then yeah, they'd probably check you on that. But I don't think he would do anything to harm the brand. Well, 
this is a whole other podcast about how college athletics work. Like when they hire football coaches, sometimes athletic directors not even involved. They do a hiring committee to go out and do it. Which is the dumbest thing ever, right? Because you hire an athletic director to know the climate of your athletics. How would you not? Like you're telling me this advisory committee knows what your university needs. And if that's the case, then I guess you need to start replacing people at your university. Because like for you, did you actually talk? Let me back up. When you go coach at a high school, do they have yeah. a hiring committee where you talk or do you talk to the head football coach who you report to? You talk to the head football coach. You talk to the athletic director. You talk to the principal. Right. Those are the people you report to. Yep. You don't go talk to these five teachers in the school that have nothing to do with diddly shit and they hire you to coach football or track. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. College coaching, call it, I feel like you can get a temperature for somebody just in a conversation. And you've got some good bullshitters, but I think judging by previous track records and stuff, you can get a pretty good feel for somebody. Like to That's me, why I don't get some of these bigger schools. To me, I feel like Brad Underwood and uh, Brett Bielema are Illinois guys. They are down to earth. They're blue collar. And ultimately, those are the crazy people that show up as your down to earth blue collar people. Yep. And that's who they connect to. Like the crazies, like they don't come to those, they don't come to those games. They don't even like sports. No. So it's kind of like, you know, I think we have the right coaching personas. I just hope that we can have success, sustain, and grow. Right. So that was a good uh, power of Illinois, I think. That was. <laughs> Steve, we always go to the college game day experience, and I just think Illinois is severely missing the boat. I don't think they do enough promotion. I don't, I don't think that they, you know, like there's a disconnect between the fans and the team, if that makes sense. Like it's like, hey, just come support us instead of, hey, we're playing for you. Like we're playing – like we want this. This is an us thing. If we're going to win this game, we got to put it on the field and you got to bring it in the stands. And I just think that there's just a disconnect, and I think – Tim Beckman started that disconnect because I think Ron Zook kind of had it, but then we got rid of Zook and the fans were like invested, right? We would go to games because we'd lose games. We weren't supposed to lose. And then we would win games. We weren't supposed to win. Um, There was, there wasn't consistency, but there was excitement and people felt like they were actually a part of something. Whereas like we put in, Tim Beckman, who was just that piece of shit Mike Thomas's crony from Ohio University, who started the disconnect, and then we bring in Levy Smith, who could give a shit less if Champaign-Urbana was blown off the face of the earth. But now you have Bielema. What does he always say? Illinois fans, Illinois fans, that's all he says. And I think he understands that. And, and he- so, but then how do you like, so you can talk it, but then what are you going to do to make it merge, right? Right. Because, but because at least he's talking it because Lovey Smith would just sit there. 
oh, you know, the fans, they were great today. You know, and he would just, but he would never be like, hey, you know what? They they fucking brought it today. Like, that is what we needed. Um, and we played with a higher energy level because the crowd had energy. And I feel like the coach early on can come out and be like, hey, why don't you come out here and watch a little Illinois football and actually have that. And I don't even think it's so much on uh, – they've got to find a way to tap into the Facebook marketing and shit like that because not everybody's watching WCIA around here, at least the people who go to football games and watching WCIA. So when you put angel wings on a cop killer, that kind of ruins your viewership. Um, but uh, – and, and going through the radio, that's kind of old shit now because people listen to podcasts, audio books, and their own Apple Music, Right. So radio is kind of like drifting off. So you've got to hit it on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. You got to do shit like that. Like that's how you get it out there. Well, that's why I brought up like what if it'd be awesome if like us three, they hired us, said you three are the media thing for this game day. So like we're going to put on YouTube. It's going to be a podcast at the same time. So whatever's on the video, it's going to be a podcast. Go to a practice during the week. I'm sure Beal will be like, yeah, they can come talk to me for 20 minutes. Then on Saturday, you're getting fans involved. You're asking alumni to come talk. You're doing this. It's on YouTube. So people can watch on their phones. On so Bielema does do a thing at Papa Dell's, but I'm sure Papa Dell's pays money to have that that show there. But it's a right. radio show. Once again, it's a radio show. You're not bridging the gap between old and young doing shit on the radio. Not many kids even know what radio stations are anymore. Right. That's true. So if you're trying to bridge this gap, you can't sit here and say, oh, radio, 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 radio. Yeah, that's cool for people like me. I listen to radio. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Go ask somebody who's like in their mid-20s if they listen to the radio. They're going to tell you hell no. I don't listen to the radio during the week. I don't watch television uh, like the local channels during the week. I watch Netflix. I watch like, like I don't watch that stuff. And they have to branch out to the whole state. Like mm-hmm. suburbs in the city, southern Illinois, western Illinois. And that's where social media comes in because you can get that whole outreach from that. You get that whole outreach from podcasts. You get that whole outreach from YouTube. And he, 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 Bielema brought back the gap of high school teams and the university. Like that was the first step. So that is getting, that is the first step to improving the product on the field. In my opinion, right? You make those connections. Did you see him wearing the 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 Illinois High School Coaches Thing Association shirt? Yeah, and he and he also drinks out of that like thermos. Like he yeah. absolutely like when he got hired, he immediately reached out the IHSFCA. Yeah, yeah, the the, yeah, the president that thing, of that. fucking thirty letter long acronym. But he like immediately reached out to them and said, "What do I got to do?" 
I'm here to help you. And like, that's, that's huge. People don't like normal people don't understand that, but as a high school football coach, that's huge. Like our head coach says all the time, he goes, Oh yeah. The linebackers coach called me. He calls like twice a month. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? How's the team doing? How can we help you? Like, yeah, because they genuinely care. So I think the football program is starting to figure it out, right? They're trying to figure this out. Now it's, if we have success, hopefully we can retain Brett Bielema. But I think this is Brett Bielema's chance. If he would have done at the U of I what he did at Wisconsin, we'd have a fucking statue for him. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, how much money do you want? Yeah. He would have a lifetime contract because he wasn't a bum at Wisconsin. They just shoved him under Barry Alvarez. And Barry Alvarez, what, won like one freaking Big Ten championship or some shit like that? They buried him under that, and then the success he was having, he deserved to have a pool of money for assistance. Like the people were hiring in Illinois, not just coaching staff, like all this other stuff he's hiring, they wouldn't yeah. give it to him. It was like, nope, you have this budget. And that's why he went to Wisconsin or Arkansas. Yeah. Because look back at Arkansas, what he's doing now in Illinois, he kind of tried to do it at Arkansas, but Arkansas was just in a Arkansas was, this is the SEC, boy. We tell you what to do. Whereas Illinois, it's like, buddy, you've came into a situation where we're wanting to have success and basketball is on the rise. We want football to get there. He's bringing the Iowa thing. He's bringing Wisconsin. He's taking the mistakes that were done in Arkansas. And whatever he learned under Bill Belichick for that one year and is like combining it all, because now he understands like, I got to connect to the state like I did with, with at Wisconsin. I have yeah. to try to make this football program like in Alabama and uh, New England Patriots because that's where Nick Saban learned it was from Bill Belichick. Now we're not. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but he's trying to piece that together. And now the next step is now you got to get all of us fans interested to stay at the game which he can't do by himself. He's got to go to the athletic department and say, you guys have to do this. The school chancellors and stuff have to do this. Yeah. He's got too much on his plate. Yep. There's got to be some culture change at the U of I. And ultimately I think it's way in the absolute opposite way, but that's between you and me. But. And we got to learn how to stop a fucking slant. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised we didn't have anybody undercut that route. Like we started linebacker into that short slant area and try and get a blitz home on the other side. Like they started to, but then UTSA started to do picks. When you're in man, that's what's gonna stop you. And it's really hard when they run a pick and you go, Oh, we'll just switch. Yeah. Because ultimately you're running this way, and no, now I gotta change direction and go that way. Or like With a guy like, that's already headed that way. Yeah, if you're like a corner and your guy starts to come in, but then you see another guy coming and you're yelling something to switch back, and so then you switch back, well, then can that guy get to the other guy quicker? Yeah. That's TCU stuff. Steve, I think we really brought it home with that game day experience. That's the next step. And we can't get beat by Virginia. We're going to get this damn podcast at the Illinois football games before it's all said and done. You just watch. 
we set a table up with a banner that we use crayon or marker on. Oh, that'd be perfect. We literally get out like the shitty ass art paper, <laughs> just like tear it by hand and write the Coach Steve show in a Magnum forty four Sharpie. <laughs> and we're just sitting there. Oh my god, we could do this. We could. We build our own tables, breakaway tables, so that at the end we just like. We can't even talk about this because then we could find like a stunt double and then like we like power bomb him through the table at the end of the show. And then we need Brad to be in a chef outfit. Yes. Brad's in a shelf out chef outfit. I will be in a banana suit. <laughs> you will be the opponent's mascot of that week. I could do that or have a overalls on with my hat. No. Opponent, opponent, dude. Like if it's the Wisconsin Badgers, I'm in a Badger suit. Yes. We will find a Bucky the Badger suit for you. And, and then Jacob we powerbomb a random Wisconsin fan through a table. And Jacob could round them all up for us. Yep. Okay, so we solved Illinois football and we solved Illinois game day. Yes. Scores, Alabama still Alabama, which kind of shocked me. They just didn't even seem like they skipped a beat. As a matter of fact, their defense seemed like it was right back to where it was a couple years ago. I want to so laugh. Maybe, I want to laugh at all the Miami fans that think they had a chance. <laughs> yep. You're not the you. You're not the you. You're like Nebraska fans. We should have the 14 and a half. Dude, that's just silly. I don't even know what I was thinking. I should have just went with my gut. I th- I'm going to blame Brad because he's not here, but I think he said, like, oh, Miami's going to be good. You know, they're going to score late. And like you said, Alabama's defense looks better than it did last year. Yes. And our offense looks exactly – their offense looks exactly the same. Yep. I think Oklahoma will lose multiple games this year. So thank God they won't be in the fucking playoff contention. I feel bad for Tulane. Did you see that? He was literally like an inch from getting that fourth down. Yeah. Yep. I think Oklahoma will drop to Iowa State, and I think they'll drop to Texas A&M. Oh, never mind. Texas A&M is not in the Big 12. Dear God. They're going to lose to somebody they're not supposed to. Maybe Texas. Who, Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna slip. It might be Kansas State again. Kansas State's had their number for two years now. Yeah. So maybe that. Um Cincinnati, I'm glad that they get to play some people. And so if they can somehow beat uh who are they playing? They're playing Notre Dame and somebody else here. Um did you see Gus had to come back from like twenty some points down? Yep. And they won thirty six thirty one. I'm a Gus guy. Yeah. Love him. I'm glad he's out of Auburn. He's glad he's out of Auburn. Washington got beat by Montana. E. Did that happen and you see Davis beat Tulsa? Because I thought Tulsa was going to be good this year. Yeah. Um, 
So real quick. Honestly, Ohio State's not that good. No, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get on that. Hello, Ohio State, victims of the world. Um, I guess you can't get a targeting call on you. I guess that's like a new thing. Like, hey, let's not call Ohio State for targeting. Because when you ear hole somebody, so a defenseless receiver, mind you, so freaking hard that you knock him unconscious on his feet and he literally takes like a half a step and then falls face first with his ass up in the air and his fucking arms are stiff like this. Um, pretty sure that was helmet to helmet contact. I've never watched somebody punch somebody in their freaking AC joint and knock them out. I must have missed that. Like in the MMA world, I've never seen somebody get hit so hard in the shoulder that they just are knocked unconscious. Well, you know, our Big Ten commissioner was probably on the headset with the ref saying, don't call it. He probably was. He probably was. And then let's go back because we can go back, Steve, because I have a picture somewhere. I don't even know where it's at. This is a long time ago, but. Is it the dog mask? No, it's not the dong mask. It was the other. Uh, well, the dong mask is there. Nope, nope. Hold on. Hold on here. Because when I went back and listened to the podcast after dark, that was a good 30 minute. Yeah, just like just like this was not contact to the head. Oh, yeah. Me? So what is it about Ohio State not getting? What is it about Ohio State being bitches of the earth? I don't know. Their fans are worse. Almost, they're almost like LeBron fans. Ohio State fans are LeBron fans. That's why okay, he would have so went to Ohio State. He's it's bad because everybody's like, "That's not targeting." How is it not? Anybody oh, who knows human anatomy knows you can't knock somebody out by hitting them in the fucking shoulder. Well, didn't you see it? Everybody was like, "That wasn't a targeting call," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I don't understand it. They don't they don't understand it, Steve. Here's what they see. Two buckeyes that look like human balls sitting on their forehead. And then they take those balls and they put them on the Big Ten commissioner's chin. So I can't him. He's useless. Ohio State professional victims. The only hope with Ohio State that I have in this world is that if Illinois were to have won out and had a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game and we didn't play the last three weeks, I would put in a thing to the commissioner. You let Ohio State do it. Yeah. Yup. Ohio State's going to lose to somebody. Yeah, I think they'll – do they play Iowa in the regular season? I don't think so. So it may not be till. Because to me, Ohio State did not look good against Minnesota. Okay, they just, just outlasted Minnesota. I think it was. It just came down to like, yeah, they're just deeper than Minnesota. They didn't right. really do anything. I didn't think that quarterback was that good. Like, they're gonna have to figure some shit out. Oh, that's who they're gonna lose to. They play Oregon now. I would have said they're gonna lose to Oregon, but after yesterday. I bet you Oregon was looking forward to Ohio State and just totally forgot that they had to play yesterday. Oh, so Ohio State, they played Thursday, right? Yeah. So they'll play on September 11th. Yeah. Uh, they play 
Ohio State, can we this could be a bitching about Ohio State. They have the softest schedule after Oregon. They probably they do t- because it's Ohio State. They cater to them. Tulsa. Akron. Rutgers. Maryland. Indiana. Penn State. Nebraska. Purdue. Michigan State. Michigan. Who should they not beat by like 40 points on that schedule? I'd like to say Indiana was going to be competent, but after yesterday. After yesterday, that was embarrassing. And to whoever tweeted at me that Tom Allen, me and this guy went round and round about like the strength and conditioning staff. It was on the strength and conditioning rankings or whatever on freaking Twitter. That one guy was posting shit that would just piss people off. This guy was like, Tom Allen's changed the culture and he's done this and that. And I said, yeah. Well, somebody had to take your donkeys and make them at least half-assed thoroughbreds to be able to play in the football game. And so fuck you, guy, because clearly after one year of not having Dr. Ray and Coach Ballou, uh, you're officially back to reality. Congratulations. Tom Allen does have something to do with it, but like he does, but the strength conditioning, people don't realize Ohio State's done it for a long time and look what they've done. Look at Alabama. Indiana with it. Did their staff go with the defensive coordinator? See, and I don't know about that either. Ooh, see, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they lost that D.C. Where did he go? Like Georgia Southern or something like that? South Alabama, I think. South Alabama, yeah. Did they go with him? If that strength staff went with him, watch out. Yeah, they they won't be – Yeah. And I feel bad for Tom Allen because I really like Tom Allen. Oh, so do I. But um, who's our quarterback, Penix? He didn't look good. No. Well, he's coming off an ACL, too. But Ohio State has a, a cupcake schedule after Oregon. Yep. And that ain't even a conference game. So it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to be the representative on the right side of the Big Ten. And then somehow they're going to have a COVID scare. They're going to have a ton of breakthrough cases can't play in the Big Ten championship, and then the Big Ten's going to find a way to get them into the playoffs. And they're not going to Oregon, mind you. They're making Oregon come over. Well, of course, because that's what you do when you're a bitch. Um, so Kansas beat South Dakota, and South Dakota's a smaller school. Kansas won by three, and they all stormed the field like they just beat Oklahoma. And I'm like, what are you doing? They like stormed the field and jumped on the goalposts. Well, at least South we're not at that level yet. South Dakota has a good old line coach. And they only beat them 17-14. Like, and you they stormed the field like they just beat Oklahoma. And that's the team that's going to come into the Big Ten, probably. At least Illinois can beat them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we'll be all right. We just gotta, we just gotta figure shit out. Just all right, moving along. Out. Moving along. How do you feel about Virginia Tech and North Carolina? I think that North Carolina seems to be overrated, in my opinion. 
Um, I think that they talked a lot about those guys because, well, they had to talk a lot about them because they knew shocked the shit out of me. I think it did you too. Like, I love that spread four points. Shit, I'll take that all day, every day. North Carolina, and then they came out and laid a fat turd. All right, here's a rant college football should not be on Friday nights from the end of August until November. Yes. Because I got to watch the very beginning of that game before we had to take off for our football game. And then I had to see the score afterwards. Yeah. Or what about the Illinois Maryland game? That'll be on Friday Friday night. College football on a Friday night is the dumbest thing I've seen since the big 10 commissioner. Like it's just bad. Did you want to talk about losing fans? Football coaches play on coach on Friday night. Those kids can't watch it. The parents can't watch it. The community is going to go watch the football game. They can't go watch or watch it on TV. It's all about this, but when you don't have the on-field product of the fans to be in the stadium, doesn't matter what your stadium looks like. Remember, we just talked about it. It's a complimentary thing. And then – uh. The, one of the biggest shockers was Michigan State. Yeah. They were garbage in the in last year. Garbage. Oh, sorry. Michigan State represented by Rocket Mortgage. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's another head football coach that has a stupid-ass name now. I think it's Pittsburgh. Hold on. Remember how ours is like the whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think theirs is stupid too now. Pitt changed, yes, had a $20 million donation. So it is now the uh, Chris Bickle 97 head football coach. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, we're just selling everything now, right? Like, that's just what we're doing. It's just like, hey, let's just sell everything. Nothing is going to be sacred here before too long. What if I was an assistant football coach and I could go out and secure a sponsorship? Could I put that on my title to increase my salary? I was getting ready to say, could you be uh, a... Hey, I'm the Buffalo Wild Wings offensive coordinator for the University of Illinois. I don't see why not, but like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't understand. I am. <laughs> Hi, hey, I'm, that's a I'm a man. The Applebee's defensive coordinator is really shutting it down today. The Silver like Bowl the special teams game coach game. really. The, the Silver Bowl special teams coordinator is really getting after. <laughs> man, the Silver Bullet. Student high school student relations coordinator is doing real good right now. It's really giving them the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, where does it stop? Like, or when the do we stop? And, like, you know, I can understand like donating money, but to have a head coaching position named after you, like, how arrogant do you have to be? 
I, I understand naming weight rooms, libraries, buildings, the yep. walkways they can name after somebody. They'll be naming people's positions after other people. Because honestly, if I'm a head football coach, I don't know if I want to take a job that's named after somebody else. I just want to be the university of whatever head football coach. Yes. Brought I don't to coach you by, for that guy. Brought to you by Chick-fil-A. Brought to you by Chick-fil-A. We believe in Jesus Christ. Now, I'll tell you what. If it was a good sponsorship, I'd be all right with it. But me being named after some doe dick from the class of 97, not really too keen on it. Let's Google this fucking guy. See if we can find out who the hell he is. What's his name? Hold on, I gotta pull it back up again because um so just look this up. Uh Chris Bickle Millionaire. Look it up because he donated 20 million dollars. So so C H R I S B I C K E L L. Chris Bickle. Not worth. How rich is he? He's an IT businessman. Wellhive. He's a CEO of Wellhive. He's only worth fifty million. He gave over almost half his net worth to the freaking Pittsburgh fucking Panthers. What are we doing? I hope he gives the the coach a free membership to his freaking app. Can Thanos just show up at some point, please? Like, well, I think it's called COVID. We just gotta wait long enough. We beat COVID. It's too late. That's true. Did you? Well, nope. We ain't even gonna get into that shit because I'm. Nope. I'll get. I'll get shut down. You'll get shut down. I'll get pissed off. Um. But yeah. So I. I. Once again, what is happening with college football? Like, this is what's happening. So that is like the opening, right? So all of a sudden, you're struggling to get money. Now, all of a sudden, you change the name of your head football coaching position. It's a slippery slope, Steve. And we have started it at Illinois. Hey, we're leading the way. How do you love Chris Bickle 97? Like, even has his graduating class. <laughs> like, Is that his AOL screen name? That was his AOL screen name. You can go check AIM for that. It's not available. That was his AIM or his MySpace. Chris <laughs> Pickle 97. He had Evanescence playing as his background music on MySpace. How much power or recognition do you have to have to feel good about yourself to say, I want my name to be in front of this head football coach's name? Now, here's a question. Do you get to go to games for free at that point? I, and then technically, do you own the head coaching position? I was just like, saying, are you now, are you an IT businessman who now has a say in who the head coach is going to be because your name is on the head coaching position? Now, that's a slippery slope. That's a no bad one. Shit. And like, can you just walk in to the coach's office and say, this is my chair, get out? That's a slippery slope of like, oh, you're going to hire this guy. I don't like that. You can't hire him because I gave you $20 million. 
You know that head coaching position? That's me. What if he was the Chris Bickle 97 head football coach, Chris Bickle? (laughs) (laughs) What if he became the head football coach? What are Wait, you doing? You're paying your own salary, but technically you're donating to a university, so it's a tax write-off. Then you're getting paid by that. Dude, is that tax evasion? If you could do that? No, it's it's like Amazon. What's his face? He just takes out loans and pays stuff, and that's a write-off. Right, but if you donate to a university, a public university, that is a tax write-off. So then you, in turn, are the head football coach. You get paid by that university by your own money is like, do you not get taxed as much? Because technically that's your in like your salary. Yeah. You just don't pay as much in taxes. Cause it wouldn't be considered like a gains tax or anything like that. It'd be considered like, that's my job, my income. Where's Brad with his tinfoil hat? Cause he would have jumped in right on this. Yes. Brad is going to listen to this and be like, wow, you guys really went way out there. We started off good. And then did we football do. Did they play yesterday? Oh, they won 51 to 7 against UMass. Wow. Um Michigan State's running back at 264 yards of rushing and four touchdowns. I would say he played some football yesterday. Now let's look here. Pitt could open up the first five games undefeated. They play Tennessee next week. We'll see. But after that, Western Michigan, New Hampshire, and Georgia Tech. That's usually what happens. It gets a little bit dicey. Definitely not an Ohio State schedule. Because then they go Virginia Tech, Clemson, Miami, and then North Carolina with Duke in there somewhere. That's what always happens with Pittsburgh. That's why they're always like five to eight wins somewhere in there. They and start off in the bowl game and they beat somebody's ass. Shout out to Marshall. I picked them to beat Navy and they beat them 40 something to seven. Damn. 49-7. And then I watched the Mississippi State game, Louisiana Tech game. Louisiana Tech was up 34-14 at one point. Hmm. And Mississippi State came back and won 35-34. Mike Leach's wide receivers couldn't catch COVID if someone coughed in their face. That's what was happening. They could not catch a pass. Hmm. Oh, and then did you see Iowa State only beat Northern Iowa 16 to 10? Yeah. I think Iowa State's overrated. I think that they always start out slow. But they're number seven in the nation. But they always start out slow. But to Northern Iowa? Yeah, let's look up their opening records on previous seasons. Hmm. 
the hell are they? The Iowa State Cyclones? Yeah. How the hell do you get a cyclone in Iowa? Tornadoes. Hmm. Flatland. The better, better question is how do you get a Hawkeye as for Iowa? Because they have hawks. I call them the cockeyes, and that's just made from incest. Well, that's their basketball team. Yeah. The football Dude, team, Alex I don't have any. Is Luca Garza back, or is he finally gone? He's in the NBA. Good. So glad I don't have to see him be a victim. With his size 18 feet. Yeah, his size 18 feet and his freaking peanut balls because he always wanted calls for being a big guy. He wanted little guy calls for being a big guy. It made no sense. The G League. Mm. And then that Georgia-Clemson game was a defensive battle, but it bored me to death. I tell you what, Georgia's defense looked pretty good. Yeah. They disguised a lot of things. They brought blitzes from places. They were stunting. They they made that quarterback for Clemson run a lot. Yeah, because honestly, he's a great RPO thrower. You know what and, I mean? That guy freaking, he can throw some RPOs. And then Georgia literally took what they could give. They got three yards a pop. They were fine with it. They try to play ball control, keep their defense off the field, and hmm. Georgia looks competent. They may compete with – they're not going to beat Alabama, but it may come down to those two. Yeah. Because if Alabama's defense works, Georgia can't score points. I think Alabama has the potential against a good defense to score more points. With Alabama's defense look or offense looking exactly the same with a mobile quarterback and their defense gets better, nobody's winning. Yeah, so they're like a mile per hour faster on offense, this receiving core. And did you see how strong their offensive line was? Like, for God's sakes. Buddy, they are they are as close to getting like genetically modifying human beings like from the perspective of just strength and conditioning like if you think about it their programming is pretty damn spot on like they've got it rolling like they could probably beat the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah they might be able to beat the Bears. I would say they would. They could beat the – yes, they could beat the Jets or they could beat the Bears because the Bears have Justin Fields. And he's terrible. Well, he's not terrible. Matt Nagy's terrible. Fields is Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know what else you want. He's a little bit faster than Mitch, I guess. And then one of the last things is – uh. One of my but favorite. the games, the game is slow for Justin Fields. Though. Let's remember that it's slow, and then he gets his face broken. Yeah. And then, um, one of my favorite coaches 
Where's his book at? Coach Ed may not have a job. Yeah, Coach Ed better figure something out here pretty quick. And Chip Kelly looks competent again. Yeah. There's a play surfacing through Twitter that I love because I love pin and pull. Mm-hmm. They ran pin and pull to the right and then block, did not block the backside three tech. <laughs> because he read him. He made that three tech come flying up and at the ball off. So that way the center, instead of blocking all the way back, just went up for the backer. So the backer couldn't scrape across. So they so just the, suggested it. So the guard pulled, then another guard pulled, and the center, instead of going back on the three tech, went up for that linebacker. Hmm. That's the stuff. And if the three tech would have chased, didn't they lock the backside tackle? So if he comes flying up or goes with it, then he just pulls and he's locked on the tackle. So he's, yeah. That's the stuff he was doing at Oregon in 2011. Yeah. He was running zone and reading the three tech. I'm looking so guess at what I, schedule. Guess what I'm going to put in tomorrow. They could win their next three. They got Mississippi State the, the third week, which we'll see how that goes. You've got Auburn, mm, Kentucky, they'll win. Florida, they'll lose. Ole Miss will be interesting. Alabama, <laughs> Arkansas, they should win. Louisiana, he might go. So he's 0 for 1, 1 and 1, 2 and 1, 3 and 1, 3 and 2, 4 and 2, 4 and 3, 4 and 4, 4 and 5, e, 4 and 5 and 5, 6 and 5. He might go 6 and 6, Steve. That might, he, they might fire him. Yeah, they might fire him. And I'm going to tell you right now, if they fire him, Illinois needs a, a defensive line coach. We we will we will get him all the crawfish he wants. I will purpose Brad. Let's call Brad right now. Brad, yeah. while you're down there, get that crawfish and freeze it. So when we hire him, it's all his. The garage we always have a garage just full of crawfish. <laughs> We're actually going to have a crawfish farm. We're just going to breed them. I don't know where he would go after that if they fired him. He likes Lane Kiffin. He'd probably get Ole Miss. But he, I don't think he'd coach at Ole Miss again. Oh, yeah, that's true. Shit. Oof. Maybe he'd go to the pros, Pete Carroll. Yeah, he coached with Sean Payton for a year. He might he could go back to the Saints. He could probably go to the Seahawks. Yeah. If USC I hope he doesn't go though, he's good for college football. I want to say he could go to Nick Saban. Oh fuck. No, not after he said uh what was it? The fuck you thing. Oh, roll tide, fuck you. Yeah. But don't you think Nick Saban would just put his hand over his head and be like, my son, you are forgiven. Like, welcome to church. Like, 
<laughs> like he does with everybody. Steve Sarkeesian, let me take away all of the booze from your pores. Like that, yeah. Or the Godfather. He, Nick Saban's just sitting there. He's like, so you, or Thanos, like, so where did <laughs> that bring you to? Back to me. <laughs> you come here for saving. I will save you. But you have to believe in the ways of the crimson and cream. <laughs> Could you imagine them on the sideline and Nick Saban just rips them a new asshole? Yeah. That'd be kind I don't of Ogeron. Ogeron would have to be around uh Saban's just kind of a quiet that could maybe work. He couldn't be around another fiery coach, if that makes sense. He would probably go to the Seahawks. I'm sure Pete Carroll would call him and be like, hey, just come on up. Yes. It would all depend on who else gets fired. If another head coach gets fired, we'd have to be like, okay, he's going to go to this spot. You know where he'd go? He'd go to Tennessee. He coached there, didn't he? He was supposed to. Remember? Oh, yeah, Lane went there and he was supposed to go there. Yes. He, he That would work. But that coach ain't going to get fired yet. No. But I think ultimately, you know, he's got a young team, dude. Like, he came into the right scenario. And got old Slick Joe. Which sucks because when you think LSU, the perfect head coach is Ed. He is the perfect yeah. coach for that school. But with their success, well, he won a national title, though, so it should buy him this year. If he does, if they don't do well this year, I think his, his, his seat gets hot. It's very hot. Yeah. And then if they start off slow next year, he could get canned early. And then Mike Leach can hire him at Mississippi State. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe that would work. I don't know. Jacob, I think Stony Creek Crawdads could work. Just to buy us time till we get the actual New Orleans. You know what? That's perfect. All right, well, is there anything else? I'm a little worried about Illinois and Virginia. Hey, Nequa Valley has supposedly a kid who visited Illinois. Oh, did they? Grant Larkin. Don't you coach basketball there? Yeah, but like I said, a lot of football players don't play basketball. Oh. And vice versa. Okay. What is that Was name he a track familiar? kid? Why does that name sound familiar? Should sound familiar. Coach at the school. It's not a basketball kid. I don't. I don't coach boys track. Good, because Nico's got some dudes. Yeah, he sent out a thing. Jeremy Werner retweeted it. Good for him. He's a wide receiver, safety, and running back. Yes. He's a junior. 
Well, good. If you're going to get a kid to come down there, might as well be from Nequa. Hmm. Well, dude, I got to get off here. Football meetings and such. What do you got going on today? Anything good? Do my scouting report. Okay. And that's it. Nice. Relaxing day. Yeah, I'm so going to go there, eat, talk some of the foosball. I hope we don't have his school tell us that they're good to play and then cancel on us at 3 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. That could happen. I hope that happens week five. Well, don't say that live. What do you got? A weather? Oh, sorry. We'll play whoever. (laughs) Did you know that we actually? So get this shit, Steve. So you want to hear something? Do I have to stop recording before this? Yeah, probably. All right. Well, (laughs) we'll be done, guys. I don't know how to end it. I'm the worst at ending a podcast because I'm just like, we're done. Well, you say hi to Matt or Coach Saratich because he just got here. And they won, so go them. Who 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 did they play? Uh, who did Clifton play? They played somebody. Put it on them. Matt, who'd you guys play? They played. Uh, what the heck, Maps Prep, dude? Max Preps is just. It's oh, so they bad. played Georgetown. Dude, Georgetown. So much for their, I'll say this out loud. So much for that new direction. <laughs> yeah, he's like only had 14 kids. Yeah. Well, Wadsika, uh, from what I saw, had 11. Three of them got hurt, so they have 18. Is what it looked like to me on film. So, not good. Well, to end it, normally when we do this, when Brad comes back, We can do picks. Oh, and, Coach, you'll be playing me and Steve's alma mater. I'm not going to go on record telling you to beat them, but I will smile. (laughs) And yet I smile. (laughs) And yet I smile. (laughs) So we'll, we'll, we'll put out our picks on Wednesday. Yep. Yep. Well, and Notre Dame plays today. I'll probably watch that. Yeah, I'll watch Notre Dame, but play Florida State. All right, dude. Yeah, well, so see you all 10 a.m. next Sunday. Blouses. Pros start. Oh, and the Bears start and the Colts who don't have Carson Wentz or (laughs) Quinn's. Okay, in this, in this. All right, blouses. Blouses.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.